The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 125. Indonesia is home to the world's most expensive coffee, Kopi Luwak, which can cost up to $50 a cup. You should be paying me to drink coffee that comes from cat poop. One, two, three. I'll show you Paris in the morning. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is a person who is much smarter, less cheap, and therefore completely dry at this moment, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hey, Heth. Hi, everyone. Heth, tell them where we are right now and why I am sitting here recording a podcast basically soaking wet. Well, we are in Ubud in Bali, and we are sitting in the midst of a tropical rainstorm. It happens to be rainy season in Bali, and we were out on the motor scooter, and it started raining. I had a poncho. Travis did not. I put my poncho on, so I'm completely dry. Travis was soaking wet. So we decided to turn around, come back to our accommodation, and record a podcast, because what else does one do in a a tropical rainstorm? The sun was out for the first time in four or five days. We decided to get on our motorbike, which was not starting when we went to it. So we had to wait for a guy poolside. Oh, the horrors. We had to wait for him to come for about an hour. We did that. We went and got lunch. We get on the bike. As soon as we get on the bike, we're, we're heading up to the Angkor Wat of Bali, which people had told us that there's about a 25-minute scooter ride. And as soon as we get on the bike, we start driving towards the dark clouds and then I am soaked. So now we've come back. It's actually really cool, though. We're recording this podcast on our second story deck of the little guest house that we're staying at, and we are overlooking a beautiful rice paddy. So we're actually going to put a picture up, I think, on the show notes of our podcast setup, because this is one of the coolest, maybe the coolest place we've recorded a podcast so far. Yeah, I have to say, it looks pretty amazing out there, and it feels nice to be dry. So Travis, why don't you have a poncho? Well, when we stopped to get a poncho, when Heather stopped to get a poncho, when it started raining, when we were in Bali about a week ago, I thought that she was getting ripped off by spending $2.50 on a poncho. I thought it should be a dollar. I said, I'm not getting a poncho. So So I've gotten rained on about two or three different times. How much was the poncho? It was 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 almost $3. Let's say almost $3. And that was too much to spend on a pretty good quality poncho, actually. It's very thick and keeps its form when it's on. I'd say that I've learned my lesson, but I know myself better than that. I probably have not learned my lesson. But we are here in Bali, so all is all is fine, right? Huh? Yeah, all is fine. And we decided that we are going to do this episode, Is Bali Really That Cheap? for a few reasons. One, we're sitting here in Bali, and... Two, when we did the survey, which I would like to announce real quick too, that we do have a survey winner. So thank you for the hundreds of people who submitted the survey answers. That was really helpful. Alice Chen 
is our lucky winner. And what we are noticing, so congratulations, Alice. I'll be emailing you. I will be sending you the $50 Amazon gift card. But what we noticed in the last recent flurry of emails that came in this last week after we had done the cheap is Thailand really that cheap episode is that people said they love that because we really broke down a destination specifically what we were spending. And so we decided that we're going to do that same thing for Bali because I think when a lot of people hear Bali, they assume that it's super expensive because it can be. So we're going to dispel that myth a little bit. One more housekeeping note before we get started. Through December, we will only be doing three podcasts a week. They'll be coming out Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. There's a few reasons for that. One of them is we want to give the EPOP team members some time off during the holidays. Also, we've created quite a backlog now that we're 120-some episodes in. We've created quite a backlog, and we realize that a lot of you like to batch the episodes and listen to them when you're on long car rides and stuff like that. So this is a chance for you guys to catch up because we have some awesome episodes that we've already done. So if you were listening five times a week, go back, listen through some of the archives, fill that in, and we'll let you know then kind of at the end of December what the plan is. So Heth, is Bali really that cheap? Do you think these guys, I'm not sure guys, if you can hear it, it is pouring down rain and thunder and lightning here. So if you can hear that through our microphones, that'll be really cool. Yeah, it's really a stunning place. And I have to say that If you're willing to spend a little bit of money, you can find some really unique accommodations. We have found that accommodations really just run the gamut. Do you want to jump right into accommodations? Yeah, let's jump right into accommodations. And last thing with this episode is people always tell us, how can you afford to travel? And it, it comes down to a few things, using all the tips and tricks that we know, but also going to destinations and staying there at destinations that are cheaper. And Southeast Asia is one of them. Thailand was one. Now we're going to discuss Bali. So what is Bali? Because when I first heard (laughs) Bali, I'll admit this, I thought it was a small little island. It was basically a sandbar with beach huts on it and resorts, but it's actually much bigger than that. Yeah. I mean, before we lived in Japan, we didn't really know very much about Asia or Southeast Asia. Having been in this part of the world for a couple of years, we kind of have a good idea of what these countries are like. So Bali is a pretty large island in all the islands of Indonesia, which there are thousands, but it's a pretty substantial size and it's not just a sandbar. It has, you know, lots of beaches, but in the interior, there's lots of agriculture and... Yeah, it's much bigger than we assume. Like if you drove around the perimeter of Bali, it would take you probably, I'm guessing here, 15 hours. I mean, it's it's much bigger than we assume. We're going to focus on the two main areas that most people go to. That is the beach, like you land at the airport in Denpasar, and there's beach kind of right there. So that's Kuda, Legion, Seminyak area, the beach area. And then there's a city in the interior, something that a lot of people go to called Ubud. And a lot of people go, or Ubud, I don't know, we, we never say it right. But a lot of people go there because they heard about it from Eat, Pray, Love. And it's the cultural center of Bali, really. Yeah, and it's surrounded by terraced rice fields, and it feels more like a jungle. There's a monkey forest right on the one part of town. And it's it's just a really unique place to settle down for a couple days or a couple weeks. Yeah, so we're in Ubud right now, and... um. I'm just going to say Ubud. I don't know. I I don't think I'm saying (laughs) either right. But we're there right now. And so let's jump right into it. So that that is Bali. Let's jump first into the accommodations aspect, because usually this is going to be your most expensive purchase, most expensive item other than your flight. So first, we stayed in Seminyak, which is a little bit more of the upscale area of the beaches. So why don't we... We went to three places during this trip already in Seminyak. Yeah. So... 
like we said, in Bali, you can find all sorts of ranges of accommodations from five-star resorts to really small guest houses and hostels. So the first place that we stayed at was a boutique hotel kind of a guest yeah, house. Yeah, it's called the Tam and Rosani. And it was, what, 20 US dollars a night? It ended up being like night. 20 US dollars a night. And our friends had told us about it. And It was pretty average, nothing special. We it had only a pool. It had a pool. We only stayed there one night because there was a lot of construction going on. It was really loud. So we decided to move. But it's a good budget option. It's not that close to the beach. It's about a 10-minute walk, 10 to 15-minute walk to the beach. If you're going just for a few days, I wouldn't really recommend it. I would recommend trying to get somewhere closer. Yeah, it just comes down. I mean, a lot of people think Bali is super expensive because there are super, super expensive resorts. You know, we're talking $400, $500 a night resorts. Now they're incredible. I mean, you would pay $1,000 in other places. So I guess you're getting a quote unquote relative steal there. But there is a lot of these mid-range options. We then moved on from Tam and Rosani to a place that Heather loves and that I love. It was great. Call, and we had been to before called The Haven. And The Haven, I w- it's a four-star place. It's a four-star place. And you can find prices online starting at about $70 US We got it for a 70 a night. And it's that's a really good price because it's a four-star resort. It includes a really nice breakfast. We stuffed ourselves at breakfast so that we only had to basically eat one other meal throughout the yeah, day. Yeah, one little tip here if you do decide to go to the Haven... There's a hotel and then there's suites and villas in the back. If you want to stay and have the better breakfast, book at the hotel because it's cheaper, but then ask to be upgraded to a suite. But it was just like, what was the name of the suite? A deluxe suite? A deluxe suite, which is basically the same as at the hotel, but only, I think, $10 more a night. Right. It was like 80 instead of 70 And it includes like the better gourmet breakfast. Basically, and- Heather wanted the French toast. So <laughs> we, in, in essence, she's saying if you want to pay $10 for awesome French toast, which... It might be worth it. And it it is in the back of the resort. So it's quieter and I think a little more beautiful in the backside of the resort. Yeah, the Haven is really nice. It's got phenomenal pools. It's a great option for people who don't want to break the bank, but want more of an upscale feel. I mean, like I said, we paid 70 a night. If that place was in the States, you know, you'd be paying $250 a night. Oh, easily. And it also has a beach club. So there are chairs and towels and stuff right on the beach. And you can take the shuttle there or you can walk. And it's like a five-minute walk. It's a five-minute walk down double six to to one of the main beaches in Seminyak and... Yeah, it's right in the middle of everything, too. So it's a great spot if you're only there for a couple of days. You can go there. You can walk to everything. Then we moved on to a really cute boutique place because we didn't have enough money to keep spending $70 <laughs> a night called the Aaliyah Guest House. And this is new. And it, we spent $30 a night there. And it was really cool because it has an, the first floor is like an open air living room. And then above it, your your bedroom is on the second floor. So you have like a lofted kind of felt like a little treehouse type place. Yeah, but it was really modern and it was brand new. So the room was beautiful, great design, comfortable bed, brand new bathroom, which I always love having a nice bathroom because yeah, it just makes me feel... super nice staff. Yeah, so that place was great. Now, the $25 a night thing was kind of a sale that they were, like a promotion they were running. Well, I think the running. regular ro- rate is 50 or 60 We got on Hotels.com for 25 a night. Same with the Haven. The regular rate's like 120 or 130 but we got it for 70 a night. So 
I don't know if that's because it's in low season. I think you just kind of have to poke around a little bit. But the Aaliyah Guesthouse was was excellent. It's a little far from the beach, so you'd need a motorbike. You're kind of in a more of a neighborhood versus being where everyone else is. But overall, if you're looking at going and staying on the beach, you know, in the beach area, Seminyak and Cuda and Legion, you can get a decent place for twenty five US dollars. Or if you want to upgrade to like a pretty posh resort, you could you're do talking 50 70 to or 70. Yeah. yeah. So that's that. You know, a little more expensive than Chiang Mai, a little more expensive than Thailand. When you get up to Ubud, prices are basically the same. We stayed in an Airbnb place that was thirty dollars a night, and then we moved on to this guest house that we're out right now called Kunang Kunang. You know, the rooms are big, but they're pretty basic. And they're very outdated. They're outdated. They're not super cute, but we're looking out over an amazing rice field. They have a nice pool in the back, and you are right in the heart of Ubud. So we're paying like $33 a yeah, night. Yeah, and it's for the view and the location. As for the room, I mean, the bathroom is really needs to be renovated, but it's comfortable enough. And the thing that we've noticed in Bali is that you can't really negotiate prices. Yeah, like you, in, I feel like Chiang you used Mai, to be able could. to. Right. And and you will get better prices if you're going to stay monthly. That's something we've noticed, but it's not as frequent. In Chiang Mai, there's a lot of people staying monthly. In Bali, there's not near as many. A lot of people are actually staying you know, yearly. So there's a lot of yearly leases. But negotiating is is a little harder, I would say, for sure. So overall, I'd say accommodations. Expect to pay a little more than Thailand, but still, you're getting a relative deal. Yeah, that's true. And if you really want to upgrade to nice resorts, you can splurge and spend $100 a night and get fantastic yeah. prices. So if you're only coming for a short trip, a vacation, you can easily find comfortable places at an affordable cost. So for accommodations, Heather, is Bali really that cheap? Yes. Yes, I would agree. All right, let's move on to eating and drinking and you know some of our favorite topics here. What about eating and drinking hath in Bali? How does it compare? How much have we been paying? Well, it depends on where you're eating, of course. We've been eating at some of the local Indonesian places down by the beach, our favorite place. Warung Mora. If so you are good. Oh my gosh. If you are staying at the Haven, Warung Mora is about a three minute walk and we ate there twice a day for the two and a half days we were there. It's so good. It has like fresh fish skewers and chicken and rice and all sorts of stuff. It's really good. I think we were averaging what, two or three dollars each. Yeah, two or three dollars each. A warung is basically their fast food, like they're a street stall, but it's it's really a restaurant. A restaurant. And um and you're if you're eating at a warung, you can usually get an, a lunch or a dinner or whatever, a meal for two to three bucks. Especially if you go, they have like a buffet where you just point to what you want. That's cheaper than ordering off the menu. And it's more fun because you're just getting all types of stuff. Like you're, you're getting a mishmash. Half the time we didn't know what we were eating. It was all awesome. Yeah. But on the other hand, there are a lot of restaurants that have like a Western fusion and they tend to be pretty expensive. And I mean, not as expensive as going out to lunch or dinner in America, but Definitely I mean, more expensive five than Thailand. To six dollars. Yeah, for an a entree, person. you're talking five to six dollars. I mean, so, obviously, there are in Thailand and in Bali, there are really, really expensive restaurants. We're talking about kind of those mid range ones, not a warung, but like a sit down restaurant. In I would say compared to Thailand, it's a little harder to get the cheaper stuff. Like you can get it at really good warungs, but the mid range stuff is more expensive. Five to seven bucks a person for an entree. And then they have, you know, all the, they have a lot of cafes, especially here in Ubud, that cater towards 
Westerners, more or less, and they're so really they have, cute. Yeah, lots of baked goods and good coffee, a lot of local Indonesian coffee. So those, I mean, for a cappuccino at some of these places, they range from 2 to $3.50. Right. Not that cheap, but cheaper than Starbucks, cheaper than a cup of coffee in America. So it's cheaper than America, but... Not that cheap. Yeah. And then you can get, you know, sandwiches or meals at those places. Again, you're looking at four, five, six bucks. We got a hamburger. Yeah. Like yesterday, we had an Australian beef hamburger with cheese and bacon, and I got a chicken pesto sandwich. Our lunch was $20. Yeah. And it was a great, it was a really good good. hamburger. But I mean, we paid 10 bucks for this hamburger, so a little less than you might pay in the States for a sit down hamburger. But we are pretty, we're not going to do that every day. So, we kind of do it, we do a mix, right? You know, we eat at the Warungs maybe once or a day, and then we might eat somewhere else. So, and then on top of that, you have, you know, as far as drinking, almost everywhere you go, the beers, the big Bing Tang beers are about $3. So you're spending about $3 for a big beer, which is like 21 ounces, or a small beer is like two two fifty. So a little more expensive than, yeah, and than Thailand again. Wine, you can just forget about it because it's the same price as in the States. Now, again, if you're here on vacation, you don't mind spending $6 or you know, on a glass of wine, but it's that's yeah, how much wine, it costs. Wine is expensive. And a even, bottle of wine is yeah, fifteen bucks for minimum. the cheapest bottle. I'm like, what is it? Alice Wineries in in Australia, I think, is the one. And which you can get for like six dollars or seven dollars in America is fifteen dollars here. So yeah, you have to look a little harder to find cheaper places. And by that, I mean basically you walk down the street, you're going to see these warungs. Now some might be better than others, but if you eat at them all the time, you can do Bali for two people for eating for a day for like fifteen bucks or twelve bucks. But you know that can go up pretty quickly if you're figuring that you want to li- go to a sit down place. Yeah, so. it's not as cheap as Chiang Mai for Western food. No, certainly not. It's not as cheap as the rest of Thailand either. I would say as far as Bali goes for food, is it really that cheap? I'd say so-so. So, yeah, we're going Japanese. In in the middle. (laughs) So-so, so-so. Depends what your perspective is. Now, we've been here in Southeast Asia, so our perspective is different. You might be listening and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm in France and I can't get a meal for under 20 bucks. That sounds super cheap. So it is a matter of perspective, but compared to Thailand, a little more expensive and you have to dig a little deeper to get the good deals. Moving on then to transportation. And this is one where transportation in Bali is basically the same price as Thailand in in most... The motorbike rental is four to five dollars a day. Yep. If you get a motorbike on the daily rate, it's four bucks. If you get it for a month, Heth, we talk the guy down to about two bucks a day. So super cheap gas. You can fill up your tank for your motorbike for three bucks. Um, Yeah, taxis. We went from Seminyak to Ubud, and that was about an hour and a half drive, $20. Yeah, it was like 22 bucks. You can go from, you can get a taxi from the airport to Seminyak um, or the beach. To basically about eight dollars, you can get a taxi from the airport up to Ubud, which is where most people go. And yeah, you're looking for twenty about to twenty five twenty to twenty five bucks for an hour and a half taxi ride. So, transportation overall is transportation that cheap in Bali? Yes. Yeah, I. That's definitely one place where Bali makes up for it. It's it's very cheap to get around. And if you want to take boats to other islands nearby, oh, that's also about... pretty cheap. We'll talk about that in the activities part. Okay. So we'll talk about that. And if you want to rent a van for a day in the activities part, let's move on to your favorite topic, 
shopping. <laughs> well, Bali does has its fair share of shopping stalls, boutiques, markets, things like that. You can negotiate, I think, at most places. Now, if it's like a real boutique, you're probably not going to get like half price. But you can ask if they're having any special sale. And I found a lot of places were willing to offer 10 to 15% as a special sale for me. Um, and that's at the more boutique-y places. Yeah, I mean, like this a is shop. like a shop shop. Now, if you're in a market or a roadside stand, which you can find all over the place, I would try to negotiate. If they say a number, cut it in half and go from there. And like I, I would say, have fun with it though, because as soon as it starts becoming like about a certain price that you're willing to pay and the vendor seems upset and you're not having a good time, like it's not worth it because we're only talking about a couple dollars here. I had this experience. I felt like a complete punk afterwards. <laughs> we were negotiating this hotel that we're at right now and it just you know, I, I we didn't want to have a breakfast. We were trying to talk him down and it wasn't even the owner. It was just a, guy, a really nice guy who worked here and I was haggling with him over basically $2 a night and I just afterwards he said, "Okay, I'll call my owner again." And he came back to me. He's like, "I'm I just don't want my owner to get upset." I just felt dumb. Yeah, you want to do it in a good natured way. That was the first time I I I was doing it good natured. I yeah. just took it too I, I don't know. I should have given up a little. Well, early. I wouldn't be too hard on yourself, but it is it is about having fun and is about having a good time. And whether you feel like you're getting ripped off, it's not like in some other countries like Mexico or India. Like Thailand. If And if you haven't listened to the Cheap Thailand episode, you should probably listen to that because we're referencing a lot. But it's very good natured here. People are a little more like taxi, taxi, taxi all the time, like trying to talk to you. But it's still very, very good natured here versus India. Um, they might be a little more, I'm, I want to say in your face, just, but they're not in your face about, they're just kind of, they're just talking to you more, right? And yeah, I always start, I think the good negotiation is at least start at half their price. You would be surprised what you can get. A guy tried to sell me a t-shirt when I was looking to get a t-shirt for what is the equivalent of 13 US dollars, which was ridiculous. And I didn't even say anything. And I had him down to $5 without saying anything. Well, I said, ha, I just kind of laughed and started walking away. So that's that's a good way to negotiate. So at least cut it in half and try and negotiate. Shopping, I would say here at this comparative to Thailand. Well, it it's a little bit compared, but I have to say that I think that the quality of goods in Bali is much higher and a lot of it is actually made in Bali, yes. as far as I know. And, well, at least when you're talking about handicrafts. Handicrafts, Especially up here in clothes, Uba, there's a lot of handicrafts that are made yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, a lot of locally sourced handbags and leather goods and clothing and things for your home. A lot of that is just from people in Bali. And up in Thailand, they're importing like just junk from, from China. So you're going to pay... $2 for something and it's not going to last a very long time. I bought a dress here in Seminyak and it was 16 US dollars, which okay, I could find at H&M probably, but as far as I know, it was locally made in Bali. I mean, you never know. You never know. But I, I also then I got a pair of fake Ray-Bans, which were not made here in Bali. They're no, as fake as they can be. But they were three dollars. But they were three bucks. I got a tank top for three dollars. So that kind of gives you a baseline of what you should be expecting to pay. We've heard people who said, Oh, I got three t shirts for a dollar fifty. I mean, there is you can tell the quality. I mean, my tank yeah. top's actually good quality. Yeah, shopping is pretty it's fun. There's a lot of stuff here, especially up in Ubud. I mean when you're by the beach, it's a lot of t-shirts, flip-flops, tank tops, dresses, you know, a lot of clothing. 
when you're up in Ubud, it's a lot of the handicrafts, really cool wooden stuff um, that if you can bring home with you, would, would look really cool in a home. And Hathi, I know that you have a strong desire to bring some of it home. Yeah, I haven't really been shopping yet, so we'll have to update everyone on that that's later. That's what she thinks. She just <laughs> mentioned she bought a $16 Yeah, desk, that's it. She? That's it. <laughs> All right, so that's shopping again. So is shopping really that cheap in Bali? Yes, you can negotiate, but expect to pay a little more for high-quality goods. All right, moving on to the last little section here. That is activities. And... A lot of people come to Bali to sit by the pool and sit by the beach. And if that's the case, well, then, okay, it's free. I mean, as long as you have a hotel with a pool, um, you can go to the beach for completely free in most places. So that's one of the cool activities. Uh, a lot of people are surfing. A lot of Australians come here to surf. Yeah, some really great waves around the island. Yeah, so you can do that for free. You can take surfing lessons. One of the things I wanted to mention is renting a driver. And that's a very popular thing. You can basically, uh, you will see people everywhere asking you for a taxi, taxi, taxi. That could just be a taxi to somewhere you want to go. But a lot of times you can also just rent them for the day. And they will literally take you anywhere on the island. So if you're down the beach and you want to go up to Ubud and then you want to go to the volcano and then you want to go up to the coast and then come down, I mean, you can have them for a day for eight to 12 hours. And the price that we've been quoted most often is about 40 US dollars. Yeah. And how many people can you fit in some of these? You can Usually it's like a van, so you can bring up to six people. So, so they might charge a little more if you have extra people, but then it's you're splitting it four to six ways. So. And that's the rack rate. That's what we've been told. You could probably get it down to 30 35 if you tried, but about 30 to $40 for renting a driver for the whole day to take you anywhere you want, including gas. Pretty good deal, especially if you have a group. Have talk about the ferries and about taking boats to some of the other places. Yeah. I mean, we just saw a sign up here in Ubud about going to the Gili Islands. And that what did that say? It's about $20 a $20. person on the fast boat. Yeah. On the fast boat. And that's just like a sign in a window. So you could maybe negotiate a lower price, but 20 bucks is not that bad at all. Yeah. The Gili Islands are right to the west of Bali and they're much more there's, there's three islands. One's a party island. One's like a family island. One's kind of a laid back island. But we have actually never been to the Gillies. We might be trying to get there soon. They're supposedly just drop dead gorgeous, but it's raining every day here. So I don't know how gorgeous they're going to be <laughs> during rainy season. But $20 to take the fast boat there. We went to a place called Tanalot, which is a temple that's out kind of off the coast. It's like of, on the cliffs. Yeah, on the cliffs. That ended up costing us $2 a person. So if you go to some of these attractions, temples and stuff, look to spend a dollar or two. So pretty cheap there. Yeah, we, down in Uluwatu on the southern part of the island, you can. there's a temple there. There's also a traditional dancing and dinner you can pay to go to that. I believe it's, I don't know, 10 to $15 a person, something yeah, like that. Yeah, they have, they have the gym bar and barbecue, which again, seems a little expensive if you're talking Balinese prices, but they have this big barbecue down there that's really famous. Like all fresh seafood. Yeah, and I think it runs, it might be... 15 a person, 20 a person, depending where you do it. Like there's a lot of places in Jim Barn are doing it. So again, for a really cool experience to sit there and, and look at the ocean. Yeah. And I mean, um, if you're in Hawaii and you're going to Ulu, I, I doubt it's going to be $15 no, a person. No, no. So, so relative still to pretty cheap. Yeah, right. 
cooking classes. We saw, again, we haven't done one yet here, but it's just a sign in the window for $20 a person. So you could easily, you know, take about 20 to 25% off these if you're a really good negotiator. Or if you have a group, you can usually talk it down. If there's four of you and you're taking a cooking class, you can easily talk it down. And then one of the things that we were thinking about doing was getting scuba certified. And there's a, a place that a lot of people, a lot of people dive around Bali, like all over the place, but Ahmed is a place on the East Coast where you can actually take the ferry to the Gillies that a lot of people do diving. Yeah, I think there's and, some shipwrecks out there that people like to dive around in. How much is it to to get your scuba certification? Yeah, Heth was talking to a guy who worked at the Haven who was very nice, uh, Mahdi, and he was telling us he had a friend who did scuba certification and he actually called the friend up right then and there for us <laughs> to ask how much it would be. It's a four or five day session. I, be- I think it might be four. I could be wrong. It could be five. But you know, you, you actually get certified. You have to do all the homework. You take the classes and you dive for four or five days, you know, like at least two or three dives a day as they're practicing and teaching and things like that. And the price that they quote us was $600 per person. That's, again, just a rack rate. That's no negotiating. I'm sure you could get it cheaper. We've heard of people doing it in Thailand, getting certified like in diving for about 400 yeah. And sometimes that even includes like accommodations, which would be very basic accommodations. But, you know, you'll have a room somewhere. But 600 bucks a person for four or five days of diving and getting certified, that's, that's a steal. It's a pretty good rate. You know, for instance, we went diving. The only time we went diving, Heth, was on the Great Barrier Reef. And we paid, it was one day. I did one dive, Heather did two, and it cost us what? 600, 600 US dollars. Just for one day. Yeah. So for a person to get certified, I mean, that was for two people, but yeah, it it can be really expensive other places. So if you're looking to scuba dive, here's a really good place. Any other activities you can think of? Well, like massage. Oh, Um, if you want to get massage or a pedicure for the ladies out there, probably the cheapest is about seven dollars. When we were were talking about for an hour here, yeah, for an hour. When we were at Aaliyah, they have a really nice spa connected to their um, property, and their spa for a massage was only ten dollars. And this is like in a real spa, like a nice place, right? You're not getting it on the street corner, like just a little sliding glass place right on the street. So I think massage is very affordable. well, very cheap in Bali. You could get it every day if you wanted to. Manicures and pedicures. Pedicure was also pretty affordable, uh, really cheap actually compared to the US. I think about $10 as well. Manicure was $8. So that's not that cheap. But pedicures. Yeah. Go so for it. overall, activities in Bali. Is Bali really that cheap for activities? Yes. I would agree. I mean, $40 a day to rent a driver and that's six yeah. people. So you're talking $8 a person to just tell them to like take you that awesome volcano. And oh yeah, I mean, you can also do um, surfing lessons. We mentioned that we've never done that, but that's also very affordable. Yeah. I'm, you can rent bikes yeah. and do an all day trekking thing where they drive you to the top of a, vo- a volcano and you bike down and stop in all activities. these villages. I mean, it's there's a lot to do in Bali and it's a good size where it's not the island isn't so big that you couldn't see a lot of it. It's a good size. You could hire a driver. You could scoot around and see a lot of it. And a lot of these activities, these base activities like biking or going on, you know, going on these package tours look to spend about 20 to $30 a person unless you're doing something really unique or really interesting like scuba diving. But usually it's like 20 to $30 a person for a 
a one day, hey, we'll pick you up at your place. We'll drive you around. It includes meals. Yeah, we'll go like biking. Yeah. So activities, yes, they're really that cheap. So overall, Bali, Heth, is Bali really that cheap? Yes, it really is that cheap. It really is. I mean, I think a lot of people hear Bali. And like I said, I didn't really know what Bali was. And you see these pictures of these amazing resorts and you think, oh my gosh, Bali is super, super expensive, but it really doesn't have to be. I mean, there are plenty of budget options. We didn't even talk about like the super budget options for accommodations. You can get places, dorm rooms and stuff and guest stays for $10 a night, 7 to $10, but good mid-range options, 25 to 35 And then of course, kind of the not super upscale, but really nice, 70 to 100 if you want to blow your budget, you can spend $400, $500 at like and, the W, yeah, and something like that. Which is a stunning, stunning resort. But yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of options in Bali. You can still find the deals out there. I would say the only thing that isn't as cheap as we would like is the food and drinks. But yeah. you can still find it. And it does seem, and maybe this is me, Trav, getting old, it does seem to me more expensive than it was three years ago when we were here. Now, again, maybe I have these nostalgic memories of, oh, remember when it was $1 and maybe it wasn't? Um, it does seem to be getting a little more expensive, though it is becoming more popular. And getting here, fairly cheap. We didn't mention that, but... Um, there are flights with AirAsia, so it's really easy to get here from Australia. A lot of Australians come here. It's also really cheap to get here from Kuala Lumpur or another hub of AirAsia. We paid $60 a person one way to get from Kuala Lumpur to Bali. So pretty Relatively easy. Cheap. Lot, lots of flights coming into Bali. Yeah. And you even found a great flight from Philadelphia to Denpasar. Yeah. We actually just <laughs> saw one Philadelphia to Bali. In if you're listening to this now, it actually I think it's good from January 2015 through March 2015, and we'll link it up if you're interested. It was $750 round trip from Philly to Bali, so that that's a pretty good steal. Um, last thing we should mention: rainy season is kind of end of November into March. We didn't notice that the prices were that much lower, but there is a lot more availability. So we haven't had much of success getting a lot cheaper prices, but there is more availability. So. And we've been here for a little over a week now, and we weren't sure what to expect with rainy season in Bali. Like some people said, maybe it's like Hawaii, which then like it's sunny and then just rains a little bit. We haven't really found that to be the case. It has rained every day, and we haven't seen much of the sun at all. So yeah, that being said it, it wasn't raining when our friends were here three weeks ago which was supposed to be rain season it was clear every day so i think we just caught the very beginning of it so yeah that but it's something to consider um november and like mid-november to march is a, is rainy season here so but it's still lovely and enjoyable so and you still have we're still sitting here looking out over this amazing rice field yeah and I'm drying out slowly but surely. So there you guys have it. Is Bali really that cheap? Our answer is yes. Yes, it can be really that cheap. Make sure if you want to see some of the stuff we talked about, if you want to specifically see the hotels and guest houses that we talked about, all that is linked up in the show notes, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash pods. You can find this episode. If you liked this episode and you didn't listen to the Is Thailand Really That Cheap one, Go have a listen to that. That was our first one. That was episode 113. People really, really loved it. Lots of good information in there. Yeah, and I hope you guys really loved this one as well. So thank you guys for the support. Thank you again to the hundreds of people who filled out the survey. That really helps us figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to go moving forward. And we really appreciate that. And congratulations, Alice Chen. I'll be getting a hold of you. You'll be getting a $50 Amazon gift card. So there you guys go. Thank you so much. And of course, until tomorrow, actually... 
Yeah, okay, until tomorrow this time. <laughs> now we're not doing it every day. It's a little different. Until tomorrow. Happy, happy free, free travels. travels.